This is K-12 Tech Talk. K-12 Tech Talk. The podcast by K-12 Techs. For K-12 Techs. Real conversations, real arguments, and real banter on trending K-12 technology topics and issues. Live. Stop it. Live from the somethingcool.com studios, this is the K-12 Tech Talk Podcast, episode 131. We've been at this for quite a while, but you might think we're amateurs of because of what just happened. I am Josh. With me, as always, is Chris. And he's not paying attention. Hello. Oh. Hey, and I was Mark. making sure the record button was lit up. <laughs> I pushed it, okay? This time. Th- this time you pushed <laughs> this it. This time I pushed it, yeah. Uh, so what's going on, fellas? Episode 131? Nothing. That's Just still, en- still enjoying the summer vacation. Yeah, we're not enjoying summer right now. We're, we're uh, Teachers are back. Campus, oh. campus is full school, swing. School starts Monday. School starts Monday, yep. Wow. You know, I said I said that to somebody the other day from around here, and they're like, "Wow, you're starting on a Monday." My wife's school starts on, I think, Thursday. Um, yeah, interesting. Thursday is a good day to start. Thursday is good. Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday. Yep. I think I'll sleep in on Thursday because mm. I can, right? Because I can. No, yeah. you can't, Mark. Okay. No, okay. I'll I'll okay. call you when I wake up at four in the morning. Um, uh, Chris, you've been playing more and more network administrator role, right? I'm killing it. You're killing it? I wouldn't say I'm killing it, but today, like, one of my... I mean, it's mountains and valleys right now. Like, <laughs> sometimes I'm happy when I'm walking on the hall, and sometimes I'm being really rude to just everyone that I walk by. I mean, I'm all over the place. But I had a thing today. This phone wasn't working. I checked, and my uh, system administrator tells me what port it is, and I'm checking it, uh, getting tagging correct on it, what VLAN... VLAN it needs to go to and it still doesn't work. So I plug in my little what's that tool I got? That net net, net tool net yeah. Plug that bad boy in, tells me what port it actually is because he told me wrong. I tag it correctly, get that phone working. Blew his mind. Really? I'm like, that's like a highlight of my day. Like every yeah. time I do anything that's with networking that I don't screw up, those are the mountains. And who'd you have to call for support today, Chris? You. Yeah, bright and early, seven o'clock you- in the morning. Give you a little call. On the, I gave you a little text. I was like, "Hey, Wait. you have a second. I like to speak with you about VLANs." Okay, so that that's it. Stop the timer. Chris no, is no, officially no, nothing went down. No, nothing no. Went down. But I think I think it was when do you ask for help? Oh no 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 no. That's you. We could say when do I ask my my retired network administrator? Oh for help. yeah, yeah. I think that was the goal. But you know who else you could have called for help, Chris? The, the manufacturer of these fine switches that you are running, Extreme Networks. I could have. And you know who you could have called? Mr. Chris Illingworth. Oh, yeah, Dominic, too, right? No, Chris Illingworth doesn't work oh, for yeah, yeah. What am I but, talking about? Dominic, yeah. I don't know, man. He's another, yeah. Dominic's a good guy. But, yes, ex- you could have called Extreme uh, for some assistance as well. But they are a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast. How do you, uh, how do you get a hold of Dom? D Mayer, D M A Y E R at extremenetworks.com. All right. So uh, we have we do have another special guest with us this evening. Uh, we'll introduce him here in a second. But uh, we met him, Chris, Chris, Mark, and I met him in New Hampshire back in May when we were up there for the CTO clinic in New Hampshire. Uh, he was this gentleman. Uh, was one of the lucky ones to have been invited to the White House last week. And we are going to talk about, we're going to kind of talk about that event a little bit more. Uh, We did a little bit last week. We talked, uh, Mark gave kind of a hot take on uh, what was, uh, what took place at that White House event. We'll see uh, what Josh's take on, I just said his name, dang it. Um, We're going to get his take on it and how all this went down and what it was like going to the White House and getting, you know, getting through security and, that whole thing. I'm, I'm really super excited to, to hear about this. So without further yeah, ado, Josh word count tonight is going to oh. be an all time high. <laughs> well, there's two Josh's. So it's just what we needed. Yes. So we have with us other Josh from New Hampshire. Welcome, Josh. How are you? <laughs> Doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so 
I guess get get into it. How did you find out you were you were invited to the the White House convening for a K twelve cybersecurity event? Yeah, so I actually had just gotten back from vacation. Um, I think the invites went out on a Tuesday, and we got home. I think it was like three a.m. Thursday morning, and uh, I had done a good job not checking my work email the whole vacation. And I made it to the afternoon. Actually, it was the evening. Um, we were in the Midwest, and we were on Central Time, so I was up a little later. I'm like, oh, I should check school email. And um, I'm kind of scrolling through, and the title of the email, I think it was um, uh, Dr. Jill Biden invites you to a White House convening. And I kind of did a double take. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? So I opened it up, and it was it was kind of funny. It was pretty basic. It was like, what, when, where? And I'm like, no, no, this, this doesn't look right. (laughs) And it's just like, click this link to register. And I'm like, Oh, I've heard this story before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and so I, (laughs) my wife was nearby and I'm like, you got to look at this. I, I'm not sure what to make of this. And, um, so I keep scrolling, and by this time, I'd actually gotten a second email saying, hey, are you coming or what? Um, oh, wow. You're going to let us know right away. Um, I think there was a deadline. It was Friday by 11. And um, so I'm like, maybe this is legit. And uh, so I eventually got on LinkedIn, and then I started seeing um, my, uh, my friend Neil, who's also in New Hampshire. He had gotten an invite, and then Steve Smith from – um, Cambridge public right next to Mark. Um, and he's the guy who started SDPC. And so I'm like, all right, this thing's legit, I guess. And so I decided to click on the link and, uh, right away. It's like, what's your social security number? Name? <laughs> Did it really? Yeah, oh, wow. You're being serious. <laughs> no, seriously. It, it asked for a social security number. I'm like, oh man. Wow. Is this, is this I, it was really weird. It's the feds. You could just say you already have it. Yeah, it was a required field. <laughs> wow. So did you like do an NS lookup on the domain or anything to see like, okay, is this real? Is it is this domain legit going back to some agency or is this some, some dude in his I, basement? Well, I was like, te- I was texting Neil. I'm like, did you have to go through this? Because I'm like, if Neil clicked on it. Then yeah, this has right. got to be a then you're, you're you're in the same <laughs> yeah. boat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, I was totally like, <laughs> sending a letter to an email to Josh tomorrow. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Doctor Jill Biden also <laughs> wants her social security number again. <laughs> Enter it into this form, please. Yeah, Google form. Don't enter passwords, but you can go ahead and put your social security number in here. Yes. Yeah. Wow, so, that's wild. So did you like? Did your wife realize what was like? She, I'd, I'd have been. She was like, she. It was the end of the day of traveling. I got um, four small kids, and we'd just gotten back. We flew in, and everyone was zonked. And she's just like, "Yeah, okay." And uh, so it wasn't until the next day, and she's like, "Yeah, you, you should probably do this thing." Um, I'm like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna call my boss." superintendent and be like hey just fyi i get this thing um and make sure he's on board and everything so i gave him a so if anything if anything weird goes on on the network just cut everything like yeah i'm not sure if this is real. yeah they know me i'm 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 compromised at this point and um so he's like yeah you can go as long as you can bring me and I said, yeah, the invite literally very specifically says this is non-transferable for the intended recipient. Oh, wow. So I'm like, yeah, you I'm, you can't go. So he's like, yeah, have fun. Wow. And then it was, let's get a flight road. Because it was, it was that Monday. Um, and so this was Friday when I I filled out the form and, and um, got everything. So I had to get a hotel room and flight. And I was sure. all... I'm like, I, it didn't say what it was about. It just said a convening on cybersecurity. Well, and that I was going to ask mm-hmm. that. Did it, did you have any idea? I mean, probably once you talked to Neil and some other folks after the, after you registered and, and getting into it Sunday, cause I think there was a press release that actually ended up coming out late that late week. Um, you, did you have any idea what this was? About? I mean, obviously cybersecurity, but, but like, 
what else? What what were they going to talk about? Were you going to have to give a talk? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, there was no information in the invite. So I was texting the people I knew that were going in and asking, have you heard anything? And I think at that point there was that, um, there was an article, I think, on Axios. Yeah. And that was the only thing that had any information on it. So um, none of us really knew much. I had heard um, a couple people said, well, there'll be a panel. There'll be a briefing on um, what happened to LA Unified. Uh, I think Steve had said he had heard it was going to be a couple hours long. Uh, but really not. We didn't know who else was going to be there. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of vague yeah <laughs> so so that was it was it, that was weird so so just to recap you got a very very generic bland email that said come on down to the white house <laughs> click here and give me your social security number you dropped everything got a flight and a hotel and at any point did you think this is the world's most elaborate fishing simulation and then they're gonna come in and it's gonna be like no before like gotcha <laughs> and then they make you take a training for two hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 I didn't go that far, but there was a couple of points. I'm like, is this real or am I just making this up in my head or something? Cause yeah, it was, that, it was kind of fast and furious without any, any pre warning to something like that, you know, getting, right. getting uh, just a mail like that without any pre warning, man, it would, it would definitely cause some suspicion, but, but, being in your shoes like that it's like okay do i if i don't do this and this is real like i'm gonna kick myself for the rest of my life and and talk about a perfect fish man yeah how many how many it guys could you get uh doing that that's pretty wild yeah i was Uh, so nervous and like like just Kind of hyped up. I booked my uh, flight for a month later. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as I booked it, I had to change it. <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. That's great. That's funny. Oh, man. So I guess, wow. you know, I, I was on LinkedIn and I, I started seeing, you know, I saw Neil's post and I, I started getting some FOMO and then I saw... Um, I think I, you were kind of late to the game with the post, um, but I, then I saw uh, Steve Smith getting tagged in some things, and then uh, a, a director from I think it was Seattle that was that shared her invite. Um, so I'm like, man, this is going to be pretty cool. This is there's some pretty good people going there, but it seemed like you know those were just kind of the handful of four or five people that were that I, that were kind of who I follow that were there. I wasn't seeing a whole lot of people getting invited. Um, and I think mine got blocked by spam filter or something. Um, mm-hmm. So, well, you talked for a long time off. You, you you didn't say it on air, but you really thought they sent it to the wrong Josh. Yes, I even right. I messaged Josh and told him <laughs> that. Yeah, I think I think he got my invite. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good thing. Good thing we look a lot alike. Um, yes. <laughs> and you have my social security number, apparently. Um, so, perfectly. Uh, so I guess getting into DC, it sounded like they had to delay it once due to weather, right? And I had heard stories of people like showing up and they were they were being told it was either delayed or canceled at the last minute. So um, it was supposed to happen on Monday, but then ended up not happening until Tuesday, right? Yeah, yeah. So I flew in on Sunday um, just to get my bearings straight, and sure. I went out and bought I went out and bought a suit because I didn't have a suit and <laughs> all those things. And so I wanted to get that squared away. So you know, Monday I'm there all day Monday, just kind of waiting. And um, Neil had found a hotel right across the street from the entrance, um, the security checkpoint you have to go through because uh, it was I think it was going to be 92 that day. Uh-huh. And um, so uh, Steve Smith uh, came to the hotel and we were just waiting in the lobby um, to go in because I think it was, I think, 45 minutes before the event. Um, they want oh, us wow. to line up and go through the security checkpoint. And so we're just hanging out in the lobby. And all of a sudden, there's just I think everybody who was invited to the event thought it was a great idea to just hang out at that hotel lobby. Um Cause I started seeing like, um, Diane, she used to be the, um, oh. 
CTO up in, or a CIO for Green Bay. And I saw Keith Kruger from Cosin. And so all these people just kind of started flooding in. And so we're just kind of sitting there hanging out. We didn't want to go stand in the hot sun. And so I think everyone kind of went out and then they flooded back in pretty quick. And all of a sudden there's kind of this murmuring, hey, it got canceled. Uh, there's a there was a tornado watch, and what what I understood was that they sent government employees home, and so I think they cleared oh, wow. out the like the Smithsonian's went you know the workers there went home, and so that was like at two fifty nine or some crazy thing, um, and I think we were supposed to be over there at three fifteen to start lining up, and. So everyone kind of came back in the lobby and there was, uh, I think um, everyone's like, Hey, we're going over to the bar next door. Power school's buying drinks. Everyone go. <laughs> so um, power school, of course, power school's buying something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're like, what in the world does this mean? And it, like, there's still people walking around outside. Everything's good. Weather's good. Really? So did a storm ever, I think a storm did ended up coming. Not no. where, not right where we were. I think it went, um, I don't know where it went around. I don't even think we really got any rain. Um, I mean, I got some oh, pictures wow. of the sky cause we ended up at the hotel at a rooftop bar and Neil and I ended up up there and we took some pictures, uh, of the clouds over, over the white house. Cause it did look really ominous. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. Well, now that Chris has dropped, we'll go ahead and talk about another sponsor. Um, I don't, yeah, we don't know where where Chris went. He's he's left us. Um, <clears throat> so, I guess so. Did you have to? You you said you flew in. Did you have to worry about redoing uh, your flight arrangements to leave? Since I, or how quickly did they notify you that it was getting rescheduled to Tuesday? Yeah, so that's kind of what uh, we were all. Uh, at least Neil and Steve and I were like, well, now what? Um, Steve was there for Stats DC. So he was there all week for another conference. Um, but Neil and I had just flown in for this. And Neil had actually canceled. I think he was presenting at the MSI SEC conference. And so he had to cancel his presentation. Yeah, yeah I was at that. Uh, went to Neil's session. No Neil. No Neil. And, um, so we weren't, we weren't quite sure what to do. So we're like, well, maybe we follow this crowd over to the bar and maybe someone will know what's going on. And, um, there's just so many people we couldn't, we could barely get in. Um, and so after a while, we just went back to the other hotel and probably within, I don't know, 45 minutes, maybe an hour. Um, we'd got another, uh, generic email saying the event had been <laughs> rescheduled and oh, by the way, click on this link again to register. Oh, geez. Um, and when you clicked on it, it said you already had registered. So I was like, all right, that's cool. Huh. Um, and so it's just it said it's rescheduled to the next morning. So uh, I did. I bumped my flight a day just to be sure. Um, but um, but yeah. So it was they they were. I was surprised at how quick they were able to reschedule it with all the people that were involved. And I, I think only, I think it was, um, the FCC chairwoman. Um, I'm going to butcher the last name, Jessica. Rosenworcel. Yes. Thank you. Um, I think she was the only one who couldn't make it. Mm -hmm. I think she was supposed to be there and and she didn't make it on Tuesday. Mark's Mark says that like he's friends with, with her or something. Like he knew how to say that name pretty, pretty easily. Um, let's, let's take another a quick break real quick. And Chris, you want to talk about Converge One? Converge One is a proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast, but mostly we know them from the Midwest Tech Talk technical conference. They hung out with us back in July. Uh, check them out. Uh, they can help you out with lots of different technical services. Converge One. Give them a Google search. So on Tuesday then, you guys, uh, just so we can we can move on to you know you're, you're getting in the White House. How how was that experience? You know, is it pretty cool just walking in and and knowing you're in the White House where you're probably in in press briefing or not the press briefing room? What were, were East room? room. East we're room. in the East room. So not a lot of people get to to be in there for a type of event like you were visiting. Uh, did that 
um, hit you at all while you're in that room? Yeah, it was it was really crazy because to get in, you enter through the east wing, and um, there was there was 176 people who wow. were in who were there, and they were going. We were going through checkpoints pretty slow, so there'd be like a just a small group of people, and then um, you kind of had this big. Once you got through, I think it was full to walk. So Steve Smith and I were just kind of walking slow, taking it in. They did. We were allowed to have phones, uh, so we're taking pictures um, at different points. And when you walk in hmm. to the East Wing, it was crazy. There's there was a um, couple guys from the Marine Corps band just kind of playing background music, and you had some different servicemen and women just guiding you down the halls. You know, go this way, go this way. And so, yeah, you eventually get up and you're in kind of the main lobby of the White House. You know, if you well, if you faced one way, you're facing the Washington Monument. The other way is um, kind of where that, that big loop is behind the White House where that, um, I don't, yeah, right there. Yeah. So, and yeah. there's another Marine Corps band uh, playing more background music. And uh, yeah, when you, we walked into the, the um, East room, it's kind of a long, narrow room. I think there's only five rows of chairs, um, but they were all kind of lined up and then kind of curled at the end. And so it wasn't, it was really narrow. So even if you sat in the last row, you're almost, almost in the front. So we're just kind of looking around because like we're standing there and it's like, oh yeah, that's the um, superintendent for LA Unified. Oh, there's Jen Easterly. And, you know, all these people walking around and we were, we got in really early. Uh, we were probably one of the, within the first 10 to get in. So uh, Steve and I are like, well, let's, let's try to figure out how to get a seat. And um, so we sat right the first row that didn't have reserved seats. We sat down and uh, right on the aisle. Um, so that was pretty cool. So I'm about six foot three and I was sitting about dead center in the room. So the back of my head was uh well captured on most of the cameras but um but yeah like uh neil i was talking to neil and he's like yeah that portrait of george washington over there that was in the white house when the british burned it down and they were actually able to take it out and save it so you know there's that level of of history that's there yeah and um yeah and as you walk in there's you know all sorts of portraits of the presidents um when we went down the East Colonnade, there's just pictures of all sorts of different, you know, historical events that have happened there. And it's like, yeah, above us is where the president lives. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's wild, man. That, yeah, that's just awesome. That's cool. So, so go ahead, Mark. Yeah. So, so the event gets going. Now, did you, you didn't really have any kind of heads up on what the, the program was going to be. Uh, so I'm just curious from being within, within the audience, what was your perspective on the, the actual program and, and some of the things that you heard? Yeah. So we were, while we were waiting for everything to start, you know, there was, um, four chairs on four or five chairs on stage. So it's like, all right, there's going to be some discussion panels and that's kind of what we heard about. Um, so, so yeah, it kicked off and, um, you know, all of a sudden, Everyone gets real quiet. They make an announcement and the doors open and um, the first lady comes through the Marine Corps band out in the hallways playing away. Um, so I, I really, that part was really impressive. The um, first lady, the secretary of education, and then the um, secretary of Homeland security. Um, I, you know, it was really neat to see them live and, you know, hear what they had to say. I appreciate, you know, the focus and making a commitment to um, cybersecurity in K-12. I think it was an in, it was really interesting to see the different agencies because it was almost all security, like Homeland, CISA, um, FBI, um, National Security, and then the Department of Education. So it's it that was really um, interesting to see. But I I kind of I I. After it was all said and done, it was kind of yeah. like, huh, that's that's what this was. Interesting. I, I feel uh, – I have to agree with you, Mark. I, I was a little, I guess, underwhelmed, um, you know, especially with the, with the vendors and what they were kind of saying. I did 
I did appreciate Cloudflare's commitment. A lot of our schools in New Hampshire are under that 2,500 mark. Yeah, um, yeah, that's awesome. So, so I really do appreciate you know the commitment and bringing this um, front and center um, yeah. going forward. But you know, like even the um, E-rate announcement, you know, that idea has been out for I think you guys talked about it three or four weeks ago about there being yeah. a cybersecurity pilot program. So um, I didn't feel like there was a lot of new info. Uh, it was more, you know, kind of pulling together, you know, maybe the information we'd been hearing bits and pieces of and everyone kind of standing together and saying, yes, we're going we're gonna to make this a priority. So what, what vendors or what, what businesses were there? We, I remember um, AWS was PowerSchool. Obviously, yep. I mean, they were buying drinks at the bar. Yep. Um, Power, the CEO of PowerSchool was there. Who else? Google? Uh, D, Google. So it was AWS spoke first. Then it was Cloudflare. Then it was PowerSchool, Google. And then I think the last one was D2L, which was one I was yeah. not familiar with. Um, and I think they do something around, I think they have an online, um, like an LMS, I believe. I can't I looked it up. Um, I think it, the product is Edmentum, maybe. I can't remember now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I, I know that. Yeah. We. Yeah. I. Yeah. I had heard the of the product before, but I hadn't. The company was new to me. So, and I'm sure there was other ones. Like I'm pretty sure the lady. There's a lady in front of me, and I'm pretty sure she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm the co-founder of Tenable." Um, oh wow! But they many, weren't participating. How many uh, K twelve representatives like you do you think there were there? So when they were doing the introductions, they said there were 15 um, CIOs of schools. Wow. Dang. So, yeah. so you're, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool that you were one of the 15. I mean, shoot, yeah. we know, we know three of the 15, Mark, um, and I've conversed with another one. So, wow, that's pretty wild that there was only 15 CIOs there. Yeah, that's that's what they um, they said in the remarks. Uh, I think there was thirty superintendents, and you know the like. Cosin was there. Um, K twelve six was there. I think the N. I think I saw the NEA, the Superintendents Association. So you know a lot of the um, national orgs too. There. Interesting. The NEA, NEA was there. Um, so from a from a panel discussion, what what were the panels about? I know LAUSD. Um, kind of was was on the topic of one of those those panels. Um, what all what all went went in with those? Yeah. So the first, um, trying to think if that was the first. I can't remember now which one was the first one. But there was the LA Unified kind of debrief, um, and the um, I think it was the deputy director of the FBI was up there along with the deputy director of um, um, Department of Education. Uh, along with the superintendent okay. and they were just talking about, you know, when, um, when that happened, the calls that were made, um, the superintendent, the, uh, yeah, the LA unified superintendent was already, um, acquainted with both of those people. So it sounds like he had a, a pretty, um, pretty quick way to contact both of them. And so, you know, they mm -hmm. talked a little bit about, you know, the role that the FBI plays in, in cyber events. Um, and then of course the last question was, you know, did you pay the ransom? And they said, no, we did not. Um, and actually I think the, the session before that was the deputy director of education, um, Jen Easterly and geez, I'm blanking on all the, there's so many people and, you know, um, with all the abbreviations of the agencies they're with, but they were just kind of talking about the need yeah. for cybersecurity um, improvements across K-12. The And then they jumped into the vendor one. And then the final one was what are school, what are, what are ways in which different agencies are improving their cybersecurity posture? So they had, um, there was a group from, I think it was one of the Carolinas, and they had done kind of a um, regionalized service center. You had North North Dakota, which has been hmm. doing, North Dakota has actually been doing quite a bit for a while now on cybersecurity. Um, they, they did some 
big pushes, I think, at the state level to do do more. Um, Connecticut was there, and um, and then the CISO from oh San Diego County, hmm. um, and what they're trying to do for their schools because that's San Diego County, not the school district. Oh, interesting. So so there's a lot that they're doing. So. Um, Josh, you and I had kind of been exchanging messages back and forth this week, and we were talking about IG1, and that was kind of a topic about, you know, Google's going to try and push IG1 a little bit more. And and you had brought up the point that your state, New Hampshire, as a state, adopted some other type of, uh, res- not restrictions, that's the wrong word, standards. Yeah. Can you talk about, about what was adopted and, and why or how that was adopted? Yeah, so um, we had NARS, we had a new law get passed, and it was um, basically this: the the Department of Education at the state level will uh, develop standards to ensure um, student data privacy and security, student and staff, I should say, student data privacy and security. And so, after the law got passed, our um, COSIN group, um, which had you guys up for our our CTO clinic we're trying to figure out, well, who's going to define these standards. And so ultimately the state uh, of New Hampshire CISO was tasked with that. And he did a bunch of research to try to figure out what makes the most sense. And he ultimately landed on this notion that the national archives classifies student records as controlled unclassified information. And the standard that is used to secure controlled unclassified information is NIST 800-171. So that's how we got there. And then he said, well, it doesn't make sense for schools to implement the entirety of NIST 800-171. So I'm going to pull out 42 of the however many standards there are, and those are going to be the standards. And so that's how we got there. He and then um, not too long after that, within a year, I think he had he had left and taken another job. So, <laughs> so I'm going nice to start guy. you down this path. And, yeah, I'm going to start yeah. you down this path, and I'm going to take off. Yeah, he he was really good. He worked with us, and but it was you know this was all new. Um, I think we were one of the first states to really have a set of standards like this. So there was no one else that we could really look and see. We were just kind of like, hey, don't. Don't make it more than what the law says. Don't don't take this to like right. some crazy level. Um, let's just keep it as simple as possible. So so yeah, that's that's how we got where we're where, where what, we're at what now. are I, I am not familiar with NIST eight hundred one seven one. Um what would you say would be the top three big takeaways that you guys had to implement as part of those key controls? So they're all over the place and it's it can be as simple as like like um, in the uh, CIS top eighteen in the first section it's about inventory. Sure. So we have a standard around making sure we have an inventory. Um, we have standards around training, um, but one that has caused a lot of problems was there was with vendors because vendors have to follow these too. Was um, and I can't remember the exact language, but it was about. Um, pre-authorizing users on wireless connections. Hmm. And that one has been really um, challenging to a lot of people to try to understand what exactly that means, especially when we're talking to a vendor outside the district. So I think a lot of it, he tried to pull in some common sense stuff that's pretty similar um, or or pretty basic, but it's, I, I don't know. I like the way the CIS top 18 read. They're a lot easier sure. to understand, in my opinion. So, yeah, that's that's an interesting statement. The pre pre authorized wireless users. Um, I mean, you could. Yeah, that's the one that trips up a lot of people. That's why that's the one that comes to mind. At the most basic level, you would think. What's that mean? What's it mean? Yeah, I was going to say to me at the basic level, it means like a captive portal where I don't know if self registration would work because it's. I guess you All you right. could argue that that's technically not pre registered because you're doing it at the time you're trying to get on. Um, I could, I could see a sponsored account. Like if there was a guest coming in, they would have to be sponsored by another employee to get on wife on, on the guest Wi-Fi. Um, how long ago did they do this, Josh? 
This was 20, so 2019, right before COVID. And there was a, um, the bill went through really easily because there was a um, school choice bill going through and all the efforts were focused on this. So this data privacy one just kind of went in real kind of behind the scenes, but real quick. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely been interesting. Um, There's standards for how we need to destroy data. Um, Hmm. Is wiping it with like D-Ban enough or do they want the drive shredded or? Um, There is, uh, I want to say the term is drive sanitization. Yeah. And there is a NIST document on the different ways to do that properly. You can do, um, you can go as far as physical destruction. Um, we do a cryptographic erasure on our devices. So we use BitLocker to encrypt the hard drive. And then we just remove the encryption key when we're done with the device. So when you boot it up, it won't boot. Hmm. So we basically break encryption on the device. And that's a form of drive sanit- sanitization. Interesting. Yeah. So kicking it back to the White House event, um, what out of that day or those two Did days? Did you wear a live free or die t-shirt underneath? That would have been great, but I did not. I did not. Was, mm. Did you have a K- that was one of my burning questions. A K-12 Tech Talk podcast t-shirt underneath your suit? No, that was Neil. Oh. Neil had that. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neil sent me pictures <laughs> front, uh, standing in front of the White House holding holding or wearing the one of our shirts. Yeah. I, I um, took the picture. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay. Uh, That's funny. So what, what would you say would be one of the top things that you took back with you from that White House event? Yeah. Or that you walked away. Yeah. So I think overall, just that everyone being on United front, that this is an important topic and um, this is the priority going forward. Um, There's, there's some things in place. I think the E-rate piece is a good move. I'm, I'm really curious to see the details of that. The second round of the SLTT grant, um, that's good stuff too. I still think the money that's been allocated in those is still pretty low. Um, but right. especially the E-rate yeah. one, like that's nothing. Yeah. So yeah. overall, I really appreciate the effort that's been made, you know, and, and kind of the everyone standing up there together, you know, the fact that it, there was Homeland Security, FBI, um, you know, and the Department of Education, you know, all these groups are up there moving forward. Super important. And I, I really think one of the highlights was, you know, what Cloudflare did. I really... I really wish some of these other vendors were providing um, some of these features that they, that they are putting behind the paywall um, for us. I mean, I, I can't agree more with you guys on, you know, what, what you were saying, like with Google. Um, I know you're going to kick me off the podcast. Once I say this, I'm not a Google shop. I'm a Microsoft shop and Microsoft does the same thing. That's, that's fine. Hey, but what kind of phone do you have? Oh, I have an iPhone. Well, okay. Yeah. That's okay. No. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> but but Microsoft does the same thing. I mean, I think I think they did have a little <laughs> bit more features when we went with them um, early on. Instead of going with Google, there was some security stuff that they had out of the box. But I, I do wish there was more tools for schools. Um and some, some resources. Um, yeah. 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 I, I, I was, I was, uh, I know you had mentioned Cloudflare and we talked about them last week. I feel like they were the only tangible service provided to schools. Yeah. Um, and it took, there, there's a lot of weight behind that. And I know, you know, Josh, you had said something last week, like, well, you know, that's only 2,500 students or less. I actually think there's a huge amount of resources to put, um, to support the smaller districts because there's more of them and it requires a whole lot more effort to support the small do- school districts as opposed to just saying, I'm going to just take support one big district and just get it all out yeah. of the way at once. Um, and the other folks, you know, I appreciate you being there. I appreciate you coming to the table. At some point during the, that session, I was like, is this an advertisement for some people? Are they trying to advertise their own services? Um, 
I would have rather have seen more resources coming from CISA, from MS Isaac. Um, they, those are services that go direct to school districts. And uh, th- those are the folks that have really good expertise. Um, so, you know, not to rehash last week's conversation, but from the perspective of, uh, of a school district saying, what's in it, what, what's in it for me? I, I didn't get a lot out of that. Well, and I think you, you could look at MS ISAC and you could say their Albert product, you know, that's, that's something, yes, it takes people to like the more people, the more districts they have, or the more entities they have dumping data from logs into Albert. Yes. Yeah. At a certain point, you do need to hire another analyzer or another person to analyze that data. But that, that would be something that would be, I, in my opinion, I'm probably wrong. That would be super easy for MSI sec to spin up and say, look, districts, we're going to cut this cost in half. Or if you're under a certain size, we're going to give this to you for free because they base it on uh, average throughput for the year. So I think there's services like that, especially like Mark said from MSI sec that they could easily just say, here you go. Um, right. And and really some of that could come back at the States too. I know, I don't remember who the state was. It, I feel like it was somebody over on the East coast with you guys that the state, the state had purchased Albert for all of the K-12 districts because the state kind of managed the internet connection. Missouri could easily do that as well for the, for the clients or the districts they have on their internet connection. So I think, you know, there's a little bit of finger pointing that can go in, in multiple directions, both at the federal level and the state level. And Google. And Google. Yes, absolutely. Google. I commented on another post on LinkedIn this afternoon about how, you know, what what's the best paid feature or what's the best security feature with Google? And I made a comment about, well, they put most of them behind the paywall. So most of the schools don't know what the best security feature is from Google. And I named investigation tool. We know Google is a business and businesses are supposed to make money and i can be grateful to google for making a guidebook i can banter about how i wish there was more in it but at least they put out a cybersecurity guidebook for k-12 but there was a day that it felt like google was google the corporation and google makes their money off of you know my kids when they're at home and they're looking at Ads Ad on YouTube, right? And, yes, and and all that, and that K twelve got a steep price cut and a lot of resources and stuff for free or for cheap. Um, those days don't feel like that anymore, uh, and that's where they're like, "Well, we're bringing cybersecurity to K twelve, but it does cost money. It's behind the paywall kind of thing." And that's that's what I think rubs rubs me wrong constantly with it. I think K twelve is treated the same as their other businesses and as as their other platforms and services that they offer as opposed to like can you please help out the schools kind of thing yeah like a for-profit business paying for product and 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 we saw it coming we saw it coming when they announced classroom years ago as a free product and then during the pandemic they opened up um the restrictions that were in google meet and and you know the writing was on the wall that that Mm -hmm. stuff was going to go away you were going to have to start paying for that stuff and then it became Oh, these new features that are coming to Classroom, yeah, you got to buy up for that. And oh, if you want to be able to have a Google Meet longer than 45 minutes, you've got to buy up for that. Okay, those are those are piddly features, if you want to say that. But when you're, when you're beating this drum of K-12 security and protecting student data, and you're at the White House on the, on the dais talking about it on a panel... But you're saying, yeah, for these features like context-aware access or the investigation tool or things like that, oh, by the way, you're going to pay me $3 a, a student to be able to, to access that. And for districts like me, you know, we don't, we're real, I still consider us small. That's expensive. That's really expensive. I couldn't imagine what it would cost for, for Mark. I mean, granted, I'm sure there's price breaks uh, for size and stuff, but yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think it's unfortunate at what what they're doing. You know, beating yeah. this drum of of security, and then oh yeah, sure, you well, want to pay us. Th- there's an argument too. Just the the freemium market in general is is a massive security problem for districts and in da- data privacy. This is enticing people to sign up on their own outside of district adoptions, outside of formal technical adoptions, uploading data 
getting hooked on the product and and to get people to buy stuff. Oh, yeah. That that alone, I think, is a huge problem that for data privacy. But the other problem that that those of us in this role are struggling with is that we're managing dozens and dozens and dozens of apps, and the freemium market is causing that number to only increase. It's not doing anything uh, to help us manage the workload. And that's dividing our attention, it's dividing our time. And so not to say that we don't need all these apps, but you know, it's enticing people to spread themselves thin rather than going deep into a certain number of apps. So I think it's it's not just the 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 big guys, the Microsofts and Googles that offer their products and and bury the security behind the paywall. Everybody out there, all the ed tech uh, yeah. products that are offering a freemium hook are not helping the situation. And and if you want to know how many freemium products your teachers are using that you don't necessarily know about, open up Google Admin Console. And in the dashboard, they've got that warning about third-party apps. Go investigate those third-party apps and see how many third-party apps are using either your Google login or actually attaching to Google Drive and reading data from Google Drive or Google Classroom. Those are those freemium apps. And and I think you'll be, if you haven't done it already, you really need to because you got about a month and a half before it all goes away. Um, that number will shock you um, if, if you haven't looked at that already. Curious to Cloudflare, if, what are we on, episode 130? 131. If, if at episode... 231 uh if those cloudflare if those cloudflare services are still going to be offered uh for free or if or if they get us all hooked in and then they start charging us for that you know what it, it would be interesting cloudflare you know we ought to we need to tag them in some tweets um our, our tweet um the person who writes our tweets needs to tag the, them in these. So uh, maybe we can get them on and see what their long game is. Uh, you know, yeah, what's the commitment, get a, Cloudflare? Get them, get them to make a commitment. Say, you know, we're not for two years. What, you know, let, let's get a number on here. That, that would, I think that, that would be interesting. They're doing um, a webinar next week uh, to kind of go over the program. I think it's Monday or Tuesday. I can't remember. Uh, but I've been emailing. Well, the two guys that were at the White House, because um, I, I wanted to let them know. I thought it was, you know, that they had a um, a good offering, and and for New Hampshire, that's a great, great thing, right. um, and how to get the word out to our schools. So, yeah, I, you know, Josh, I was going to say when when we figured out we were going to have you on, I was going to play a uh, soundtrack to introduce you know that song from the that musical James Madison, you know, in the room where it happened. <laughs> nobody's gonna correct me nobody's gonna correct me did you Mark? just say the james madison musical yeah <laughs> good yeah. lord it's hamilton i know i don't lord. even know yeah <laughs> you uncultured swine. i don't watch musicals <laughs> so i don't know if you guys saw but um k-12-6 in partnership with i can't remember who it was now school superintendents association put out a, like a summary sheet. I think it was yes. No, today that highlights all the things that um, were talked about um, links to documents. Um, I think before we started recording, I'd mentioned that the federal department of education had released some guidance um, on security privacy. And so I, I was just looking at it and at the bottom, it has all the private private sector commitments and apparently some of the, there's other vendors that have made commitments that were not at the event. Um, CompTIA's on there, Classlink's on there, Clever's on there. Uh, oh, oh, those might be the only three. <laughs> nah, so. I'm going to, hang on a second. I, I had a bunch of people like reaching out like, oh, look, we're also committed too. And then when I open it up, it's the same stuff that they Is they've always done. So again, like I'm waiting for somebody who has some kind of tangible, uh, product Mark's or service cynic. i'm a cynic tonight i'm a i Man. yeah not happy it's vacation mark it's vacation mark it, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not happy. all right uh chris let's talk about fortinet real quick fortinet is a proud sponsor of the k12 tech talk podcast and they're into security uh, and they actually have a cybersecurity awareness program that is free that's not free because of this white house stuff uh, it was free prior, but you can reach out to Fortinet Podcast at Fortinet.com. Uh, get in touch with 
uh, Chris over there to figure out how to get that program going for your school district. And they have a book, a children's book about security. And Chris, that who that email goes to, Mr. Chris, is now the director of sales for SLED. So congratulations, Chris. I like um, to think that we lifted him up. Oh, I'm I'm sure of it. It was this podcast, absolutely. It was all we the got emails. Him over the wall. Yep. Um. So, Josh, we 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 appreciate your time. I think if you want to hang on while we wrap up and close, I think you had a, a story, or was it Neil that told me he had a story? One of you two told me you had a story. Uh, I think you can share after we stop recording. Um, yes, I do. That sounds secretive. Okay. Uh. So. Mark, actually, you know what? Let's talk about NTP because we haven't done this and let's end on what Mark wants to say. Um, Chris, why don't you talk about, we're going to see David from NTP next week. You and I are going to go see him. Yeah, another proud sponsor of the K-12 Tech Talk podcast, NTP. Uh, They can help you with your cybersecurity. They can hook you up with your EDR. They can monitor your EDR for you. They can be your SOC. Uh, Reach out to NTP. Uh, Great people, uh, genuine people. Uh, they want to keep your school secure. Reach out to NTP. And how do you reach out to them, Chris? Oh, give old David an email. Dren, D-W-R-E-N at NTP dash hyphen, whatever you want to call it, inc.com. All right, Mark, you wanted to give a couple special shout outs to wrap the show up tonight. Yeah, so we've got, uh, we, we really appreciate all of our listeners. We've got a couple of listeners who are very special to us. And uh, I know the last couple of weeks has been really hard for them. So we really want to give a shout out to uh, to our friend, Pate, who's been on the show a little couple of times. Um, we've all been eagerly watching his progress over the last couple of weeks. So shout out to, huge, huge shout out to Pate. Uh, we wish you a speedy recovery. Uh, and the same, somebody who is very, very, very near to my heart, uh, is my, my friend and colleague, Andy, uh, also out of the office for a little bit. Uh, we wish you both a, a very speedy recovery and we can't wait to hear you, hear your voices and see your faces very soon. So our, uh, uh, our hearts are with you guys during this time and, uh, we hope to see you soon. Both those guys, super mm-hmm. important, cool, cool people. All right, so that is episode 131. Share us with your friends, with your meeting groups. Again, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio, Pennsylvania, you guys are rocking it. California, of course, always uh, lots of listens. Shoot us an email, k12techtalk at gmail.com. Shoot us a question, and we will try and answer it on the air. Go check out K12 Tech Pro as well. We will we see you next K-12 week. We are K12 Tech Talk, oh. and so are you. All right, Mark, kill it. Bye. The views and opinions expressed on the K-12 Tech Talk podcast are the personal opinions of Josh, Chris, and Mark, and do not represent the views or opinions of our sponsors or other organizations that we're affiliated with. The material and information presented here is for general information and entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.